Welcome to the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast with me, creative sales coach Leona Baker. You're passionate about the products you create, and I'm on a mission to help creative professionals become financially successful and have fun along the way. I teach practical tools to authentically market, joyfully sell, and get organized with time and money. Let's dive in. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals podcast. And today we've got another coaching episode for you. I'm super excited that one of our Joyful Selling program members, Marnie, is live with me on the call now. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of a coachathon here. Well. A 20-minute coachathon, anyway. So let's see where we can um, get to in 20 minutes, shall we? So tell me, Marnie, what are we coaching on today? Well, I wanted to coach on this belief that keeps showing up for me, which is I don't know how to sell. And right. I've got this preconceived idea of the salesperson, and it's quite brash and a bit like The Apprentice. This is going to sound bad, but in recruitment or finance industry, just very salesy, hardcore salesy. And I've never associated that with myself. But I do want to say I I do see the skill set in it, but I don't associate either the skill set or the personality type with that. So I kind of don't feel like sales involves me as I am. So therefore... I don't do anything very sales associated when it comes to my business. Right. So it's quite an interesting sentence that you shared there. You said that sales don't involve me as I am. Yes. So there's kind of an authenticity piece here, perhaps, because you your thoughts that you have one set of thoughts that are identifying uh being hardcore salesy and being brash. And it was interesting because the first thing you said that you wanted coaching on is that you don't know how to sell. So I'm assuming that there is some kind of correlation here that in order to know how to sell, you need to be brash and salesy. So this is one kind of storyline that's coming up for you and you don't identify in yourself as being brash and salesy. So it's almost then you're telling yourself that you don't know how to sell. So we know that when we tell ourselves we don't know how to do something, that confusion shows up on our F line because we're telling ourselves we don't know how to do it. However, I think what your thoughts are making this mean is that you are unsure how to be yourself and sell in your business. What comes up for you when I reflect it back to you like that? Yeah, I think I think that's, that's true. I don't. I think I like that's where the confusion comes in because it's almost like I'm adopting what I think are sales methods that I should be employing and I'm trying to fit myself into them and I kind of see myself as an introvert when it comes to well slightly introvert so in some respects I find it like um incongruent that I that I want to sell something but I then I'm telling myself I haven't got the personality traits to do that it's almost like the idea of cold calling always used to thrill me with dread 
And it's that kind of fear about selling that still comes up, even though I don't need to cold call. So that, that type of sales technique doesn't even exist for me. But yet it's the same kind of, oh, ick, like, oh, I can't do that. Or I don't want to do that. And then I don't know how yet to there it, my personality into it. Yeah, I mean, there it is. There's the resistance right there, isn't it? I don't want to do that. Yes. Rather than I can't do that. It's like you're choosing not to sell in a way that you don't want to sell. Yes. Good to know, <laughs> right? right? I mean, nothing's gone wrong here. Your brain is like, I don't want to sell that way. It's brash. It's salesy. I don't want to look like I'm someone on The Apprentice. Doesn't feel right for me. I don't want to fit myself into something that doesn't feel right for me. Okay. So it's got really clear, really clear on what you don't want. So now let's look at the opposite story. How, if you weren't having to fit yourself inside of a salesy box, I was going to say a brash box. <laughs> I don't know about that. If you don't, you know that you don't want to fit yourself inside that box. What does your version of selling look like then? If it's not that, what is it? it it's really just... It's, it's a lot of what you talk about, which is just sharing your story, sharing the process, sharing the inspiration, sharing the value of what I'm creating, just sharing that viewpoint and not overtly selling as such, but still putting in the information. So putting in price, putting in where to buy, putting in all of those bits of information, postage, packaging, refund policy, all of that, but not in my own preconceived idea of what it should be packaged as. So I've, I've kind of said that about sales people or the sales method myself. It's not necessarily true. I've believed that. But if I could just do it in a gentler, softer, ethical way, I don't want to feel unethical when I'm yeah, selling something. I think the whole thing is I have a real issue with ethics and selling. And I think that's where I get like caught up in not wanting to be unethical in anything I'm doing. And in some way, some sales methods to me feel unethical and I don't want to be part of that. But that stops me from even trying to find ways that are more me. Yeah, because it was interesting. The first thing you said to me was, I don't know how to sell. And then in 30 seconds, you just listed off a dozen ways to sell that's right for you. You said, I'm going to share my story, the process, the inspiration, the value, the viewpoint. I'm going to give them all the information that they need to know. So you do know how to sell, but there's something then perhaps, and I don't know, I could be wrong. I'm just going to throw this out there, that you don't think that that way will work? Yeah, I think it's the soft, I think, I tell myself that's the easy way out. That's not a real sales method. You're just doing this soft sell thing because you're too, you want the touchy-feely woo-woo way, but you don't want to do it the real way. I have a real thing with fantasy and reality. Yes, there it is. There it is. You're, you're labeling them. You're labeling the way that you want to do it as the soft sell. And like, also what's wrong with that? 
like you just said that selling gently and ethically is actually really important to you. So selling in a way that is soft makes sense if you want to be gentle and ethical. Yeah. But there's a belief that the other way, I think this is what you're saying. Let me know. I think that you're saying that your brain is saying that the other way, the hard sell, the the being brash or the potentially unethical, you know, if we're going to just label things, the unethical way of selling is what will create the revenue you want, perhaps? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I have this whole model of capitalism in my head. And I think that all ties in. And then there's a part of me that doesn't agree with elements of it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that's the, the like, as if that's the real way. That's a real business. That's the real way. That's real. Yes, that's the real way. And my way is like my ideal fantasy way, you know. Right. Yeah. So why is your way not the real way? I have no idea because really that's how I've been running my business for eight years so evidently but it sounds hilarious I say it but the truth is that belief has run the whole time I've been in business and when I've told somebody I'm in business there's a part of me that thinks but I'm not really because I'm not really like this I haven't got an elevator pitch if someone says you know what do you make and how do you sell you know that whole thing I feel like oh, I don't know, I just put things on social media and I've been pinning things on Pinterest and it's just, it's almost like I'm not acknowledging that I've done anything. Yeah. As if I'm abdicating any sense of, I always almost take on the responsibility of things not working, but I don't celebrate. I mean, that whole, since joining Joyful Selling, the whole emphasis on celebration is so alien to me. It's just like, and I do do it, but it's almost like, a complete alien concept it's like oh what is this celebrating thing going on here if I haven't hit this monumental revenue goal what's the celebrating about so it's, yeah it's yeah and so what we can see from that it all makes total sense is you've been doing it the way you want to do it and you've been creating revenue that way but you have this thought that it's not the right way to do it. It's not the way a real business does it. You know, that line, like it's not proper, it's not real. And I wonder if when we think about a real business, and I'm doing air quotes, I wonder if that is quite a a broad, abstract concept. And I wonder if we can swap out the word real with authentic. Yes. And I wonder if we just start to kind of approach it in a way where you start to make decisions in your selling that feel authentic to you. And that's what matters versus this kind of perhaps societal, patriarchal, generational script around what a business is. Yeah. What happens when you start to almost let go of those societal images, you know, that you shared with us at the start and you start to approach it more from your authenticity in what you're choosing? You know, 
ethicalness is important to you. You want to do the gentle, soft sell. You want to tell your story. That is what is working for you. What happens when you start to really embody that and fully go all in on the soft sell works for me? I think it's almost like, when, as you said, I think I just took a breath. I thought, oh, I can, I can, it's something I can work with. You can work with yourself. You can't work with something that you don't feel is you, really. So in a way, it's kind of like I want to sit with that to explore ways I would share more in line with who I am and my values rather than have this conflicting model of doing the things I want to do but telling myself they're not the right things and then not doing the things I don't want to do and telling myself that is the way I should be doing it because that would just release a lot of energy that gets taken up with no outcome in the end really. Yeah, because it's the difference between creating a lose-lose situation for yourself versus a win-win situation. Because the win-win is I'm going to choose to do this my way and I'm going to keep going as I explore how doing it the way that I want to do, like kind of tweaking it until it works for me. And just to add some context to that for everyone listening, what we do in Joyful Selling is we work towards a monthly revenue goal. And my invitation to our members is to keep that revenue goal the same every month because we're working towards creating repeatable processes in our businesses. And we have so many thoughts and feelings that come up when we think about consistency and creating the same revenue goal every month. And it's so useful to bring all those thoughts and feelings to the surface because then we get to coach on them. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode real quick and tell you about the Joyful Selling for Creative Professionals program. If you want to create consistent money from your products, please join us. Just head over to www.indyroller.com to enter your email address to find out more. Every Monday, I'll prepare you to join us by ensuring you're familiar with our process and tools, which you can start applying straight away. And when we next open our doors, I'll see you on the inside. And now let's get back to the episode. So what we can see today is Marnie showed us a thought that that she was having, I don't know how to sell. And actually, when we started to explore that thought, you do know how to sell in a way that works for you you were just questioning whether that was the right way or not. And we can tell that when we start to question whether what we're doing is right or wrong, that's what our brain gets stuck on. And it will spin in that place. And we get stuck and confused, overwhelmed, and we spin because we're trying to almost like um, do it in a particular way that we don't believe in. Right? So, We've got five minutes left of the session, um, Marnie. Let's start to put some action steps together for how you would like to move forward with this. What's your hunch? What's coming up for you right now, as in what you think your next moves might be? I think I I think I'd like to show some more behind the scenes. I don't I don't do lots of behind the scenes kind of footage and 
even though I've started sharing more about inspirations, I don't think I've fully expressed as much as I could about the inspirations behind the work. And I do think I, I act like when I put a post up, the whole world sees it and now they're bored of hearing the same thing. But obviously I should know from social media, no one's really seen it. So I can say the same thing more than once in various ways. And I suppose I really want to take some time out to think about the things I want to say and how I want to say them because I don't think I've really even touched on the surface of that for me, really. I think I've really just skimmed the surface of that. I'd like to really kind of take a deep dive into what I want to share and how I want to share it authentically, because it's as if this is like a green light for that, which is really ridiculous. But because I hadn't seen it, it's almost like I hadn't even granted myself permission to move in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it? When we quite often think about our next moves, we will go to the A-line as entrepreneurs, as doers, as ambitious people. And what I'd like to invite you to do is come up to that T-line and think, and that's what you were beginning to do there. You were saying, well, actually, now I can give myself permission to do it my way, to do it the way, to sell the way that feels authentic to me. So if we go up to that T line, what will that permission slip that you're going to write yourself? What might that say? I think it's something along the lines of, you know, selling is helping people discover something they're looking for. Like it's not something unethical. I'm not forcing something on anybody. It's it's a discovery tool. It's me sharing mm. something that helps another person that's looking for something discover this creation. Yeah. The first thing, going back to that first bit of the sentence that you shared, you said selling is helping someone discover something they're looking for. Yeah. So there's a couple of things in that. I'm just writing it down so we can um, remember it. So selling is helping someone discover something they're looking for. And What I noticed about when we first started talking today is how all your thoughts were about you. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I'm not brash. I don't want to, you know, uh, I'm not hardcore salesy. So, you know, your brain was just really think about thinking about you in that storyline. However, with this intention, you're thinking about your customers. And I often want to remind all of us, myself, you, everyone listening, that selling is at its most ethical and potent the more we think about our customers. So the more we think that how you're helping them to discover something that they want And there's the consent part there, which is another kind of thoughts that we might have that give us the ick, as you mentioned earlier. So it really is. I'm choosing to talk to the people that want this and I'm helping them discover it. So when you think that thought, how does it feel to you, Marnie? It feels more inspirational and it feels more like a giving and like a bit reciprocity I'm giving something somebody else will receive something this is whole circular motion as opposed to this dead end of feeling like I'm asking for something and I'm taking something this whole I like that feel the flow yes so you're serving 
Yes. You feel in service? Yes. Right. I've never felt, which I really had an issue with. If I read any books on service, I think, how are you serving? Because it just felt like I'm selling something and I'm taking the money for it. But it never felt in service. Yeah. And because remember, when you feel that way, it's because you're thinking about yourself. Yes. I'm taking, I'm selling, I'm this, I'm that. And then that simple redirect to think about the customer who is receiving the thing that they want. (laughs) Then we can think about our role in that is serving them in the highest possible way, right? With full of richness and quality and value and inspiration and adding to their life. Yes. And so from that, so from the thought, selling is helping someone discover something they're looking for, where you feel in service, you can picture that circular um, motion of serving and, you know, your person receiving what they want. What then might your actions look like on the A-line of your selling? What does that actually kind of manifest as? Well, i started implementing something so like I wouldn't do products I haven't done products yet and to add a different price point to mine because it could be a higher end product point I've added different books I'm adding affirmation cards I'm adding more products to my which has been something on my list but never done and so even the thought of price points being like varying to allow for a variety of customers to come in and offer them that or have it as a taster, like buy something if you enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, there's other things that you could have. But if not, then this is something you could have. This price point. So it's that kind of allowing in. It's acting and implementing on new ideas, not just having a new idea, rubbishing it and not even following it through to see if it works. Right. Follow through because I have ideas, but I don't always execute on them or I give up halfway through. So I'll order a sample notebook and then I'll just stop. And follow through to just see it all the way through to evaluation at the end of the month to see logically now it's like taking in a way the person out of it and saying logically how has this worked and then moving from there right yeah to really then everything that you just described there what was coming up for me is yeah when you're rooted in service you do keep going you do implement you do have the idea about the notebook, order the sample, design it, uh, you know, order the stock, take the photos, write the copy, all of that stuff. When it's rooted in the idea of serving the customer and understanding the value that this product will add to their life, they're the thoughts to cultivate and when you find your brain going back to this kind of I don't know how to sell and you know it will go there it will continue to ruminate on picturing the ways that you don't want to be you can coach yourself with this idea coming into the f line of the model okay so kind of thank you brain for offering me all of that today but now I'm going to root myself in service so what, what are the, for example, the three things I'm going to do today that are in service to the people who are looking for this product? That's just shortening the thought there. Just reminding yourself that your person wants this product. 
because quite often when ethic when ethics comes up in selling it, and you think you mentioned earlier this idea of forcing someone to purchase we want to remind ourselves that this is something that your customer wants and you're helping to serve them that product yes it's been helpful to see how i purchase actually like if if you hadn't shown yourself i wouldn't have known about the program so then how could i buy it so it's not it's not all how i perceived it to be because otherwise half the things i buy i wouldn't have bought but i needed them and i wanted them right the other end hadn't been brave enough or were showing themselves and talking about what they do and sharing yeah. i would never have known about it yeah seeing and- it angle too yes so useful and to open up as many perspectives as you can Marnie where it comes to how is a really useful way to think about serving my customer helping them make their purchase helping them discover what it is that I do and to really explore those perspectives and spend more time there in the service of your customer knowing your brain is going to go to the other stuff not a problem and not giving yourself a hard time when it does remembering that we it's societal it's patriarchal it's the world that we live in there are people out there selling that way but it's more important to you to find your way to authentically sell is there anything else before we close out the session that you what's your biggest takeaway Marnie from the past 20 minutes I think my biggest takeaway is allowing me to be me and serve my ideal customers. It's like that feels like a win-win on both scores. Yes! (laughs) Which is a success in 20 minutes. (laughs) Win-win, allowing me to be me and serving my ideal customers. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening. To make the most of your time here with me on the podcast, please download the Joyful Selling Playbook, which helps you to apply the strategies to what you're working on right now. Go to www.indyroller.com and enter your email address to receive the playbook directly to your inbox. I'll see you next week.